When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recording, recording in progress on Wednesday, April 5th, 2023 at 4.13 p.m. Eastern time. And guys, as always, if you want to support the podcast, if you're watching on Rumble, you should be. There's a little red button. That's Locals. That's Rumble's Patreon. Click on that. You can support the show for like a couple bucks a month. Exclusive content, upcoming guests, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, or in the description, there's also a link to the merch store where it's all of my own custom graphic designs on hoodies. And that's how you can support the show. And uh, Or just keep watching it for free because I have no business mind. And with that, we have on Miss Maxine Albert today. Please introduce yourself. Hi. Uh, yes. Uh, as you said, Maxine Albert, uh, my husband, Curtis Ellis, wrote Pandemonium, China's mm-hmm. global strategy to cripple America. And he he started, he was a economic nationalist and, and, and a trade advisor. And he started writing the book before his illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he continued writing it uh, because he saw China as he did for years and years and years as our number one energy, enemy, sorry, yeah, enemy. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to, he wrote this book not only as a wake-up call to America, but also it has a plan of action. Mm. And uh, I, after his, uh, after he passed from cancer, I got the book published. It just launched and it couldn't be more timely yeah. with all the China stuff going. So he's here speaking about it. Yeah. And he passed in 2020 or 2021? He passed in, he passed Valentine's Day, 2021. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's always Thank difficult you. it's always yeah no one ever wants to hear the whole it'll get better spiel it i mean i've never yeah. i've never been married so i wouldn't know i i lost a sibling in 2014 and that oh, sucked sorry. one of my best friends lost a a, a a parent a couple months ago and it is you know you go there and it, it kind of makes you take stock in life it in some ways, it's I mean, it's always bad. You're always gonna cry. You're not not gonna not cry, but there is uh, there is something kind of peaceful about it. Once you know, after the tears and stuff, there is something peaceful about about a funeral service. Not that this has anything to do with the show, but just thinking aloud. There is. Yeah. It, well, I think that uh, Curtis, the book launched it around the time that we had the guy in Montana who looked up at the sky and happened to see Chinese spy balloons like that had been hovering over missile silos, oh, are yeah. hovering, lingering, and and uh, and I thought this is just like Curtis to be smiling down yep. and laughing, going, "Here you go, here's You're- my message." 
And we, we just found, I just found out the Pentagon just released, I think it was yesterday, contrary to what they told us, you know, that they didn't give any information out or nothing, that there uh, was information going in lifetime, you know, about the missile silos and that they, the balloons that we were told were not even spy balloons, that they didn't have any control. They were doing figure eights over mm-hmm. the missile which is what you do in in aerial shows you know the the, the planes do figure eight so the actual i i mean the brazenness is just unbelievable but what curtis ellis would say was this is nothing new it's been going on for years you know yeah. you're waking up now the country's waking up now this is what they do yeah and unfortunately we we might sometimes it takes that wake-up call sometimes it takes the kick in the pants and it's unfortunate but sometimes you have to have that moment where you realize that you haven't changed at all. Like for me, it was like dieting. You know, you, you always know, like in theory, you should diet. You're like, I should watch what I eat. It's not until like pants don't fit as well before you're like, all right, something's got to change, right? We might yeah. have needed that. We might have needed, I don't saying it's good, but you might need that. I mean, from, from you know, the, I believe the intentional release of COVID to their intentional devaluing of their currency to them aiding Russia, they are a threat. And I think, you know, it's a luxury to be able to say that viewing China as an enemy is xenophobic. That's something you can say when everything is going well. You know, the the champagne socialist or the, the limousine liberal. You can look at things and say what is right and what is wrong when everything else is fine. But I think now we are seeing that everything else is not fine. The... The, for future listeners, today is April 5th, just for, you know, timekeeping, April 5th, 2023, we are seeing the accelerating de-dollarization of the East through BRICS. This is not slowing down. It's never going to slow down. And to think that they, it is, and I also, again, in my own belief, it's not just that they're building up their military. I would imagine they're doing sabotage here. It is to sow chaos back to, and the link to the book will be in the description. That is kind of what Curtis pointed out is to drive us into chaos. Is that right? Oh, exactly right. First of all, let me show you the book. It's um, Pandemonium. It's a great cover. It's a panda with it's two Uzis. Fantastic cover. Yes. <laughs> how China just delights in what they're doing. Yeah. And the reason Curtis called it Pandemonium, China's global struggle to cripple America, was exactly that about the chaos, you know, about creating chaos. And and to your point, I thought that was a great uh thing you said about the dieting all of a sudden one day you realize well curtis uh, he said our first wake-up call was COVID. you know all of a sudden COVID, we couldn't get any pharmaceuticals we couldn't get medicine because they were all in china that was our first wake-up call oh but we forgot didn't do anything about that and then the second wake-up call is the when actually people looked at things and, and we saw the chinese spy balloons which is from what i've heard and read not only getting our information but seeing a reaction which was slow sure come and do this over the, you know over our country and and to your point you know it's about we yeah we can collaborate but china now says uh, that their reaction is that they are it's going to be combat and confrontation that's their new ministers that, saying that to the U.S. if we don't change the way that we're talking about uh, Taiwan. So I think for the time for collaboration is has gone. 
you know, it, it's, will we do something now? You know, and, and to your point about what, what's happening in our country, the, the spying, the espionage, well, first of all, we have the influence of China in the movie industry, all the, the movies, Hollywood, no. because because there are parks there and because we they have money to distribute in it, you won't find any movies that tell the truth about China or Hong Kong. You have it in the NBA, right? The NBA, they want to play games there. They won't say anything. Yeah. They're muffled. You have Confucius Institutes, uh, all over the United States. Institute, which are funded by China, which are, you know, which have the China propaganda. And, and you have... Also now, uh, more China students, I mean, there are more students from China than anywhere else in the world in our colleges, and they're paying more than America. So you don't have any, than the Americans, so you don't have the free speech on the campuses. Everything is like, oh, don't offend anybody. You don't, so there, it is so pervasive. And then two weeks ago, the chair of the House Select Committee on China, uh, Mike Gallagher, uh, he held a demonstration in New York at a closed police station, a Chinese police station. Oh, yeah. They opened police. I mean, uh, this was mind blowing to me. And Christopher Wright from the FBI knows they have police stations in our country monitoring their citizens, the Chinese nationals, and distributing propaganda. So, and they've taken three million jobs and decimated our manufacturing. And and what has the U.S. done? We have closed shipyards so that now while China is building their Navy, you know, at a really fast rate, which is the way they're going to take Taiwan, we don't have the shipyards. The ones that we have are are being maintained. We can't keep up with it. So we need to really, as the House Select Committee says, decouple from China. The time is now and recognize China as our number one enemy. Well, they 100 percent are. And so as not to, and I love conspiracies, but so as not to drift out into wild speculation, I'm not even going to go into an idea that I often bring up. And it's how much of it is that, you know, we're not awake yet and how much of it is that we're intentionally complying with them, that we have, that there are traitors within the government. But because I don't have any evidence on that, that's nothing but wild speculation. No, but let me just to that point in the book. In the in the book, Curtis says exactly that. He said the point is to wake up. And what's the reason that that we, we haven't woken up? Because most people now, if you take polls, will say, well, we don't want to do things with China, but we do we know another way. Um, so the House Select Committee on China, both Democrats and Republicans who met for the first time two weeks ago, said, you know, we were wrong. We underestimated China. And Curtis is saying he never underestimated did they underestimate China? Did we buy the propaganda or was it Wall Street who made money with all the investments? Was it the global corporations who were able to go, I don't care about the Americans that are not, you know, that who lost their jobs. I'm going to make more money because they use slave labor. It's all about the money. Was it about the lobbyists that China paid lobbyists to lob- lobby the government and they now have investments in China? So it, the the all of these sold out the American people for money and greed. There is, um, I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding. He's a- uh, Oh, of course. He he actually did a, he did a blurb in the book. Yes. I, I was looking at last night and I know that he had, uh, I think he was following yeah. Curacao. So I'm, I'm being sneaky. Yeah. I already knew the answer. 
no, little behind, yeah, the, okay, little behind yeah. the scenes yeah. there. Um, uh, yeah. He wrote Stealth War and A War Without yeah. Rules. He's been on here twice for those. Uh, tough guy to interview. Stoic. Sto- mar- oh, mar- marble really statue. So, oh, he was so nice with, you know, oh, very, helping. Very me. sweet guy. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Of but, course, but, very but sweet guy. general thing. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Well, well and that's, that's kind of, I remember talking to my mom after that. And he was like, he doesn't seem very, like, warm and fuzzy. And I was like, you're right. Um, but I like that. I like that a general is not because I'm 32 and I do a podcast from uh, from my apartment. If I can win you over, that isn't good. You should not be won over by my charisma, <laughs> right? If you're just, you know, if just Maxine's coming on here, if it's a friend's coming on here, that's good. We're all warm and happy and laughing. I shouldn't be able to win over a general because you have no idea who I'm working for. So I like that he's that he's stone cold. Very intelligent, very nice guy. Um, obviously, you know, but you know his books are great about that. And he talks about it's um. You know, is it that the West was sleeping or is it that they were complicit? And exactly. it's not not everything is a, is a grand plan being pulled by puppet masters. Right. There, is, there are simple things, uh, fiduciary obligations. Right. Maximizing profit. And if you're a corporation and, you know, you do you want to assemble your phone here in the United States where, you know, bare minimum wage is like seven twenty five. And if they're specialized workers fabricating things, it's going to be a lot more than that. Or do you want to outsource it to Foxconn where they're making three cents a day? That doesn't justify it morally or ethically or in terms of nationalism, but just putting it out there on the table as a as an idea. I get that. I get that in theory. The Chinese, as uh, Spalding says, as General Spalding says, is that you know they don't they don't think in terms of of quarterly corporate fiduciary goals they have to hit. They look at things in years and decades and centuries, and they are looking at this. They don't call they don't look at it as that America is number one in the world and that they want to replace America. They look at it as America as a temporary holder, and that they have simply fallen behind and that they are going to reclaim their rightful throne. So they look at us and go, yeah, let's keep hitting them with quarterly profit goals. That's the carrot. They are, in turn, they're looking at it decades. They're going, start in the 70s. It'll take 50 years. Remove their manufacturing base. Remove their ability to make steel, armaments, pharmaceuticals, anything. That's what they're doing. So it's not It's not yeah. just that we're asleep. It's not just money. Then there's also complicit. Hey, you have you have true believers that the West is bad, the individual rights are bad, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are bad. You have people, you see them all the time, they get an interview on CNN, you look over in the corner and you go, is that a watercolor painting of Mao? Like, believe it or not, there are true believers who are complicit with China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because Curtis addresses that, all the kinds of people, exactly as you say. Um, also, he addresses the, in this book, which has a plan, you know, to cup, to decouple from China. And so it's not like, oh, we're, we're just going to take everything and lose money. He gives a way to first um, identify things, you know, that are, that are, that are full short that we can't make, that we can only make in China or because most things you can make in, in places, if it's not in America, in Mexico, let's say where you can, where it's closer to us and we also can defund the Chinese, the Communist Chinese Party. And then he talks about incentivizing things, giving all kinds of tariffs and things. And to the Wall Streeters and, and the global corporations, 
to set up permanent tariffs. Now the tariffs are temporary, so to gradually change the mindset. So if a corporate uh, a CEO knows that this is going to be permanent, they can start on a plan to move things into America, move things back to America. So he does address all you know all of this, and and to your saying that um, it's a gradual thing. Well, China is looking, I mean, they, they're moving stronger and stronger and stronger every day while the U.S. is falling back. And we, we've created them. We're funding them. So we're fu we funded their economic you know, growth. We funded their manufacturing. While our manufacturing is decimated, their manufacturing, a, a study came out, a research thing uh, last week that their manufacturing has jumped you know, the best in 10 years. So they are strategically and, you know, and pervasively trying to destroy us in in that mission, you know, of the, of, of the U.S. in every way that they can, including chaos. Mm -hmm. And Curtis talked about it's not only the money. Some people, they just like, like the status quo. They just sit back and go, you know, who knows, whatever. But the thing is, when our, when our country first started, we didn't want to be servants of the British. We didn't want to do what they said. We didn't want to make only British things. And we revolted with the Declaration of Independence. And in this book, Pandemonium, Curtis has a new Declaration of Independence where we take back our power, change the mindset, because it's gone past the point that there's any way that anyone now, maybe months ago, maybe something can think that China is going to help us. Yeah. And to the complicity, you know, I there's this there's something that always just boils my blood is when people think that presidents or elected officials are stupid. They're not stupid. They can be evil, but they're not stupid. So when you look at Biden and you know, somebody makes a, you know, an image of Biden. He's wearing clown paint and they're like, worst president ever. It's like, dude, he's not, he's not an idiot. Like, he Is he in charge? He might actually have dementia. I don't know. But whoever's behind him, we're using Biden as a placeholder. That What they're doing is not an accident. You're selling the strategic oil reserve. You have no borders. You have no sovereign airspace. You're destroying the dollar and you are just siphoning all of your munitions to Ukraine, a, a corrupt nation of Azov Nazis. This isn't by accident. This is this is a controlled demolition of the West. These this guy's not stupid. A stupid person might do one of those things. They might sell the strategic oil reserve. They're doing this with military precision. There's demoralization. They want to destroy any sense of American, any sense of nuclear family. They want to censor everything. They don't want any leading news story. They want to gaslight you. They're trying to arrest a former president. This is nothing less than the controlled demolition of the West. And that's that's kind of even harder to fight than China, right? Because with China, at least you know there's an enemy. What do you do about yeah. the people within? Well, the, the thing is that... Um... When you talk about arresting a former president with this case that everybody I, I've read, no matter what they think, they all agree that it's politically motivated. OK, so is. what is of course it is. Yes. But I mean, you would. But everyone, Democrat, Republican and they and, and a lot some people don't care. But the thing that it does, to your point, is that China is trying to create chaos. That's what you said when we first opened. Right. And that's the name of the book, Pandemonium. 
And by doing this with Trump, Bragg is doing President Xi's work. He's creating chaos, chaos in our country, because I, Barney Frank, who's, a, you know, a beloved a Democrat, came out yesterday or the day before and said, this is wrong, indicting Trump. This is wrong. It's flimsy. There's never been more hate. You know, he came out and said the truth. So we have so much. That. Yes, Barney Frank came out and said it. You could. It's I'm gonna, all. I'm going to Google yes. it. I'm going to Google it right now. Keep, keep, keep speaking. Google it right now. You, you, you probably don't know it because they don't want him to say that. Uh, okay, and um, he said it on Newsmax, and I think he tweeted it because I looked it up, wow. <laughs> and uh, and it's also chaos around the around the world because people are looking at us and going and look and saying. Wow, you're you're indicting a former president on a charge with a um with with a porn or with a porno star? How on a you know politically motivated? How can you tell us about democracy? So it's exactly doing that. Are you seeing Barney Frank? Did you it, find I him? I can't find it in any of the news. Yes, yeah, so say Barney Frank. Google Barney Frank, Frank Trump, Trump indictment. indictment. You'll see it comes up. Yeah, five days ago. Yeah. So, yes, so. The, uh, yes, and the the yeah, and Curtis. You're, you're showed, gonna, sorry, I said no. You got it right. Uh, Newsmax two days ago, uh, former yeah, uh, Democrat representative Barney Frank. Before I look him up, yeah, yeah I'm very yeah, careful. Trump, yeah, Trump shouldn't yeah. have been caught. No, no, I didn't know. Wow, I and he not. said there's never since he's you know that there's never been more um, really bad energy and strife in this country. So they're doing they're doing G's work. And Curtis goes through, he takes us back to the beginning of our country and shows how uh, America was built on principle of, you know, buy it here, make it here, respect the American citizen, and how far we've strayed from that. We became the greatest industrial power, had to take it back. And I'll, I'll even go a step further, which Curtis mentions in this book. So um, today we have gun violence we have kids committing suicide by gun violence with kids you know what's happening there's something that's happening that people have lost hope they've lost hope they've lost sense of self they've lost identity it's so pervasive it's everywhere people are taking fentanyl that comes from china it comes from mexico the president yesterday the president of mexico is begging china not to send the fentanyl right uh, they're taking opioids and so what's happened that we don't have a sense of being american anymore you know we've been we were sold out we, we were we didn't people didn't give their jobs away they were taken from them money became the the number one thing people forgot loyalty forgot who they are and our country is getting worse and worse and worse and worse to the point that now i mean we were talking about g about china taking our democracy away you know i mean look at what happened with with, the, with our you know ex-president yesterday you know that even rom mitt romney Big enemy, a big enemy of Trump said, this is not right. Yeah. Jeb Bush, big enemy, because it's not right. So we're, we're on a very slippery slope now. We have to take back our country. And, and Curtis says that it has to be a joint effort of the government, uh, corporate America, Wall Street, and people to do something about it. Do you think, that, yeah, that is, the thing. It's, everyone knows that this is, politically motivated because listen if we're going to arrest a president i mean you got to arrest 
George Bush for the false pretense in the Iraq war that killed 7,500 American servicemen and women. Killed. One, Our men and women. And don't killed. Forget 1. 5, don't forget 1.5 million Iraqi civilians and $7 trillion. That's that's what I use. That's what I, what about that? If we're yeah. going to arrest a president, hey, I'm all, I'm all for the idea of no one's above the law. I genuinely am. Yes. But this you know, is a flimsy case. This is a flimsy case, okay? Obama so. drone striked an American citizen overseas. Yes. Yeah. Under Bill Clinton, we uh, under Bill Clinton, China somehow got access to uh, nuclear reentry vehicle warhead blueprints. I mean, what are we what are we really doing? Are we are we going to walk this out all the way? Curtis talks about this in, in this book, Pandemonium, how Clinton, when he came into office, he said, oh, I'm going to change things. But then the money got to him. You know, he got the, the lobbyists and the influences, uh, influencers, and he went, oh, yeah, okay, well, you know, we'll collaborate. Yeah. Well, that time is over. Yeah, that or they pull you into an office and, you know, say you're going to get JFK'd, which probably isn't that far from the truth. I would imagine there's a control mechanism in there. But to sort of bring it back down to not my conspiracies because I'll, I'll I'll float off into the ether. Um, could it also be, and perhaps this is, aren't the stages of grieving, isn't one of them bargaining? I often think, am I bargaining? When I say it might not be the collapse of America or necessarily the hegemonic rise, I don't even know if that's a word, but the hegemonic rise of China. Could it be that we are simply moving to a multipolar world? Because all of human history is shifting from multipolar to unipolar to multipolar to you get an empire empire runs the show for decades or centuries then you go back down to multi multipolar where you have multiple powers and then you know hot potato musical chair somebody else rises could it just be that we are moving into a multipolar world where there are i mean the cold war was four decades of, of a bipolar world yeah so that's an interesting question so the the thing that i'll say is is what curtis says in his book pandemonium Curtis Ellis, that we could do nothing. We could sit here, you know, we could sit here, we could do nothing. We could, that the only way that China will move ahead and will take control is if we let it. Mm. And, and we do have a choice. We have a choice to do nothing. And if, if China wins the, and they said they're going to take back Taiwan. If they do do that, they move into the position of leadership in the world. They're going to have all the semiconductors. Yeah, Taiwan they, fabrication plants. Taiwan, well, they not only this, but the uh, this strait that Taiwan uh, leads the water that fifty percent of the world's commerce passes through there. So they will move into that position. And what happens is not only will it be a disaster for us in every way, but we will be under the influence of a communist country and and just last week china and russia just announced that they're going to control the world internet now they're going to mm. take the internet they're going to change it they're going to make it the, they change the internet they're going to that doesn't mean they are they said they're going to okay. they're going to control the population they're going to control elections so that's what they're moving to and russia and china together have a common enemy the u.s you know china's using russia because the more people they can get more countries they can get on their side and you heard about the law about the journalists the, you know the wall street journalist that was kidnapped last week that this is the first time that russia kidnapped an american journalist since the cold war 
because they're seeing us as weak because they we won't do anything and that's what they looked at when they were looking up at that uh, what were they with the chinese spy balloon not only were they getting were they collecting our information they were looking at our reaction we let it go for three days blood in the water shoot it down in alaska who knows the answer why i nobody i've ever heard says why yeah. You know, the answers are like, well, we didn't think, well, it wasn't doing anything. Yes, it was. You know, so you have it right there. It, it's uh, the time is now to make a change to do something. So the spy balloon is actually a, a very telling microcosm. Is it that we are incapable? Well, that's not correct. We clearly can shoot it down. Is it that we were um, unwilling? Well, clearly we didn't want to because we didn't. So you have to ask why. Is it that... And forget what they're telling us because they're never going to tell us the truth. Let's just put our minds into like the military leaders. That thing was spotted the moment it left Chinese source. That thing was any ELINT electronic intelligence, any SIGINT signals intelligence, anything that was coming off of that the NSA or the NRO was watching and grabbing every pixel of. I can't, if I try to fly a drone over an, over an ICBM base, I'm going to catch a bullet in my head. They're watching that. So you then have to play out all possible outcomes. Is it that we were watching them and we wanted to see how, how they beam stuff back home? We wanted to get intelligence? Maybe. I don't know. It could be that we hijacked it and that the Chinese didn't want to admit that it was hijacked because that's embarrassing. And we're flying it over our bases for an act of war. That's potential. It could be that we want to see how they collect intelligence. It could be that we were beaming back fake intelligence with it. It could also be that we are just simply complicit and watch to happen. These are all possible outcomes that you can kind of apply to everything with China. Are we incapable? Are we simply unwilling? Is there some higher order military operation going on here? Is there an intelligence operation or is it simply complicity or is it goading us into war? I think last week, the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI said they arrested uh, Chinese saboteurs trying to blow up a railroad. Do I believe that? Yeah, I could see that. I also think it's we are trying to spark the flames for a war and war is bad, but war with China might mean that we're not going to roll over. I mean, that might, then that's a, that's a, that's an odd logic to say we're going to war with China. Oh good. We, that means that we aren't bought out by China. That's a, you know, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow because you know, somebody's kids are going to die. Yeah. But what's really interesting is that, I'm going to hold up the book again. Absolutely. No, please, please do. Curtis Ellis, Pandemonium, China's Global Strategy to Weaken America, available at Amazon, Cripple America, Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Link in the description. Get it on Kindle, hardcover, softcover. And again, if you're not watching, you should be. It's a panda dual wielding Uzis. It's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I love the cover. It's great. What Curtis said, Curtis Ellis (laughs) is not advocating for war, not advocating for people. The way to do this, the way to win is the exact way that China grew and grew and grew because we're funding our own demise. Mm -hmm. We are buying their things. Wall Street is doing this. We have to start defunding them and taking their power away. Taking their power is their money. And that's the way to do it. Start doing it. Start doing it now. And you're looking like, yeah, is it possible? Yes, it's possible. No, it's it, no, no, the reason I'm smiling is like it, it's so simple. The way you do it is by 
shoring up your own nation, building manufacturing plants and creating jobs that creates independence. It's like that is like what it is so simple, except you have people who've gotten and Curtis Ellis also says in this book, he was he was a great um, economic uh, expert. But it's so simple when you have someone who's very vested in making money from China. Do you want to do that? And and he really interesting. He goes like these people who are doing this, who are keeping us interested in China because of their own money interests, they're far away from the people who've lost jobs. Yeah, they're far away from the people who don't have food on their table. You know, they're far away from all this stuff. And we've got to change and start thinking American. We've got to do a thing not to make less money, but to prosper and cut off our reliance. Because when China starts with Taiwan, they can and they will cut off our pharmaceuticals tomorrow in a second. You know, that we're still using Chinese alloys in our supersonic jet planes. I mean, it's just unbelievable where when we start, when we buy things that say made in China, you know, we have to think, well, this is taking a job away from someone. Is it a child has done this, you know, child labor. This is a family. But more than that, we all have to do something. We have to hold our country accountable, take back our power and stop letting money or greed be the thing that influences us. Again, it is so simple. It's a, it's a, the microcosm of self-love, right? Just it, it is well, it is self-love because we were. Well, it's interesting you say that because Curtis said that when there was a time when you know in America when you worked in a place and you know the the head of the company was invested in like you the worker you know uh, making money and and like having insurance because then you'd spend the money and it was a whole system of that you could send your kids to school you know whatever school they went to you could free, feed your kids you had insurance you took pride in your job and that whole thing is broken down everything is broken down and, and with greed and with money of like who cares about that i'll just make some money mm. and, lo and look at what's happened with the fentanyl crisis with the opioid crisis and and if you're not doing that and you're still making money you're you're paying a price somewhere with your soul mm. yeah no somewhere with your soul you are all of these things unfortunately i don't think they're going to happen until there's some real pain it's either going to be a combined Russia-China alliance with military action directly going up against the United States. It's going to be China moving on Taiwan or a Chinese attack on the whole, even though they have been attacking us through through drugs, bioweapons, and sabotage. But I mean, a real, a real kinetic attack. Unfortunately, I don't think any of these things are going to change until there's the proverbial, the pants are too tight and you realize you got to lose weight. I don't... Yeah, or else they're economic warfare. Mm -hmm. And finally, people will rise up and say, enough, we we want to take back our country. And, and when that happens, if we wait, that will be too long. Because every day, they, go, they get ahead of us in, in every way. You know, they're ahead of us technologically. They have a bigger Navy. They have a bigger Army. We're funding them. We created the monster. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, we, we're like, we're destroying ourselves. It's, yeah, I think it's going to take, unfortunately, it's going to take a, I, I would imagine, and perhaps I'm making it too simple and I'm generalizing half the people, which I shouldn't do, but we'll just throw it out there. It's, it seems like there's a lot of hesitation 
because half the country hated the previous president so much that it has and it's fine you can have your reasons that's fine i'm not to do whatever you're an adult you don't want to do anything that would make him even look a one percent correct and because he was such a, a vocal opponent of china you almost i would imagine you almost don't want to admit that china is an enemy because it would make you look like you know the orange guy might have been right and but the interesting thing is that now the the Biden administration is saying the same thing, you know, about China, about about tariffs. And we have this new select committee uh, on China of Democrats and Republicans that are saying China is our one number one enemy. The time is very small. We have a small window. We have to take our country back and decouple and they're looking for strategies to decouple. So at least they're they're saying that now we have to hold them accountable. And Curtis said, I think you said this also, that people have to know what's happening first. A lot of people don't realize because we've been fed the propaganda. We've been fed the misinformation. So a lot of it is about educating things. And in his book, I love the panda, Pandemonium, <laughs> it is, I mean, reading it, just reading it, it, it's a fascinating and chilling account of what the Chinese Communist Party has done, their pervasive strategy to weaken us and bypass us. Yeah. Um, it's, unfortunately, it's the best man's going to win. That's natural selection. Ultimately, it doesn't care. Um, I think we will, though. And I know that's perhaps misplaced optimism. I don't think it's not going to. It's like all the military guys I was interview say, we're going to win. It's just going to be painful first. Like, they're not they're not pessimistic. They're like, we're going to win. They're like, America oh, has you know, they're yeah. geographically separated by two oceans, two mountain ranges, natural resources. Everyone's armed to the teeth like we're going to win. They're like, it's just it's going to be a little bad first. Like that's what that's what the, that's what the generals say. And, you know, the generals now at first Curtis was called an alarmist because he called out China when it wasn't in fashion. And then yeah. and then now people are calling him prophetic and his mm, writing prophetic but all the generals are saying yeah you're right man <laughs> this is it and it, it can be done and i always point back to this is it's very easy to look back at history and just accept it as these right because hi history is so neat it's just i don't mean neat and that's interesting it is i mean it's it's neat and clean there's an event there's a causation something happens the end and then we label it world war one world war two World War One was never called World War One until World War Two. World War One was called the Great War. Like no, it's so we're looking at it through the lens of hindsight. Curtis LeMay, the Secretary of the Air Force during World War Two, said he will never forget the fear he had when we first started doing bombing sorties over Europe, over Nazi-occupied Europe. At the rate that we were losing planes, coupled with the rate at which we were building planes, we would not have an air force in thirty days. And he said, I will never forget that fear. And that is why after World War II, Strategic Air Command, he bolstered everything up, nuclear missiles everywhere, and people said, oh, it's so powerful. His his thought process was, was formulated in the cauldron of fear and death. And mm -hmm. we look at it and go, oh, we won World War II, and then the 50s, and blah, blah. And it's like, you're not looking at where you were at that time. They realized just how screwed everything was but they got it together and they won so that's kind of how i look at this 
I hope in 50 years or 80 years they look back and they go, oh, yeah, and then World War III and America won, and it's, and then someone will go, hey, don't, maybe they'll find this podcast and they'll go, hey, it wasn't as simple as then they won. For a long time, it seemed like it was dark and we were going to lose. And, you know, as someone that suffered from depression for, you know, I lost a brother to suicide and I went down a dark hole for several years. For a long time, it doesn't seem like you're going to win. You keep telling yourself you're going to win, but you don't really believe it. And you keep slogging through and the weeks and the months and the years go by. And you start going, eh, this might not get better. And then one day you look back and you realize it, it got better. And it's because you just held on. And it's easy to look back now and I go, oh, those were the depressive years from there to there. And then it got better. At the time, there was no clarity. There was a fog of depression and nihilism. So... I think that's how we maybe need to look at it in terms of optimism and not sinking into despair and hopelessness is to go, it's probably going to be shitty for a little while. And I know it's scary right now, but we can win. And that's kind of my two cents on it. Okay. And, and what Curtis Ellis would say, and what he says in the book is, yes, it's the wake up call. The book is the wake up call. I mean, to everything that's going on, it educates you and shows a plan to win. Mm, correct. It's it's very easy to just point out how bad things are. It takes a little more ingenuity go to point out how can we make things better. And here's the plan. And here he does it. And that's the plug for the book, Pandemonium by Curtis Ellis. Maxine, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. You were very well read in this. It's that's very it's very refreshing to have someone to come on that can that can that can banter back and forth. So I appreciate that. And, uh, well, it's my cause too. You know, I'm an course. American. Very true. Okay. Very true. And um, <laughs> so, guys, in the description is that book. Get it on Kindle. You can get it a physical copy. Um, Miss Albert, I'd love to have you on again sometime. That was very fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's very, I did. Very unconventional, uh, but I think everybody enjoys being on the show. Um, yeah, stay optimistic. I think we can do it. I do. Buy the book. Buy the book. Call your congressman. Call your representative. Right. Curtis Ellis, Nostradamus, he called it. Wake up. He's 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 looking over us. Give him some give him some credit. Miss Albert, thank you so much. Guys, in the description, go grab the book. Hard copy, Kindle, whatever you want. Go buy it, support it, read it. Thank you so much. I will send you this episode. I would love to do it again. But for now we gotta wrap this one up. Maxine Albert, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. God bless everybody. Stay safe out there. Thank you for watching. Recording Take stopped. care. Peace.